to the Other Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pizzelli, and I am joined this evening by Ryan Norberg. Ryan, how are you doing this evening? Looking like settling in, kind of getting ready for the Heat-Celtics game? Yeah, I can't wait for the Heat to go to the finals, even though you were wrong and said the Celtics would go. Yeah, I mean, one through four, the better, but apparently it didn't pay off. So this evening, we're going to be talking about the the news and the hot topic that has come out over this past week of the Breonna Taylor case, um, because it's come to the forefront again, the headlines on the, or lack of indictment or indictment on one of the police officers. So we're going to kind of get into it and how we've been taking that, the information from different news outlets and kind of give our takes on, on everything that has occurred. So Ryan, do you want to kind of get us started with that? Yeah. So I'll give a little background. Um, so the Breonna Taylor case is regarding a warrant that was served back in May 15th. I think it was maybe wrong on the date. I know it was, it was, it was that long. It was that long ago. Yeah. It was in May of 2020. I've been, been what five, four months. Yeah. So it was a warrant served on her apartment and it ended in her death. Uh, basically the police were using originally it was thought to be a no-knock warrant which i guess according to the kentucky ag it wasn't yeah um it was but they ended up knocking and i don't know um they knocked on the door and proceeded to announce themselves this is according to the ag of kentucky announced themselves no one answered the door they busted the door down upon doing so her boyfriend at the time returned fire and hit one of the officers in his femoral artery. So the police then returned fire, striking her and I believe shooting him as well. He didn't die. She did. So it sparked the national outrage that basically this innocent woman was, was killed for no reason. A black innocent woman. That was, yes. That's the distinction. Yes. And I don't want to go along the legal terms that Jerome and I are attorneys. We understand how the law works and all this stuff, but I think it's important that we digest it from the standpoint that we put aside the national outrage for this and actually kind of look at what the district attorney had to say, because he's the guy who knows all the case. He knows the case better than any of us, better than anybody in the country right now. He knows the case. And the reason why we're talking about this right now is because they just had the Indictments for the officers and the officer who killed her was not charged. So we can get into that in a little bit. So let's kind of backtrack a little bit and kind of start from the beginning. So I remember when it first occurred, <clears throat> immediately in the news, it was about that they had a no-knock warrant. They came in, they barged in, and just like lit the place on fire. They shot everywhere, shot her, didn't care, shot the boyfriend, like without just like without due course, like there was no reason to do it. They just came in and did whatever they wanted to do. As we know now, that is clearly false. So from the way I kind of understand it, Ryan, is that it wasn't a no-knock warrant, but they received, they got a warrant based off of the fact that Brianna Taylor's was an ex-boyfriend, was pretty much running a drug house out of their apartment, but also like a house down the street. So there was like a connection. And apparently in 2016, I think, they there was like police um, or like the the jail cell, like video calls of them talking about like their money coming in and how it was coming in through the houses, through these drug houses. So there was like that, that connection with this ex-boyfriend. Then the boyfriend that, the boyfriend that was there though, was 
had didn't have this connection with the drug drug house correct no so my understanding was, the boyfriend that currently lives with her at the apartment wasn't related to that drug ring and i don't know his if he has a criminal background i don't know or i don't know anything was, about him i just know that he is the first to shoot at the police officers when the door was opened now the first this is why it's really hard on these cases to just go with what the media says because they're obviously trying to get attention they want clickbait they want all this stuff and they originally made it sound like um first off she was like asleep in her bed they did a warrant for the wrong apartment it wasn't her apartment they barged in and the boyfriend thought that he was getting robbed so then he returned fire and she ended up dying in her bed and all this stuff and um they also made it sound like um she has nothing to do with this her name wasn't like on the warrant all that stuff turned out to be false so from According to the AG, the AG and some of the reports from not, not all of the evidence has been released because there's still an ongoing investigation, but he stated that she was on the warrant and so was her apartment in connection to holding money for her ex-boyfriend relating to his drug ring. So they were expecting her house to be a stash house yeah. and they were executing the warrant. Now they were also expecting the ex-boyfriend to be there too, correct? That was the other part of it? I don't know if that was the case. I didn't, I haven't read about that. There's so much stuff surrounding it that it's hard to kind of pick out the truth. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going off based on what I know on the AG interview that's like 30 minutes long. Um, yeah. So he stated that according to an independent, independent witness, the police officers knocked, announced themselves, got no response, and then proceeded to kick the door down. And when doing so, gunfire was exchanged. The boyfriend, not the drug-dealing boyfriend, her boyfriend at the time who lived with her, returned fire, shot a cop in the femoral artery. They returned fire, um, I believe hitting him and killing her. Now It hit her. Well, it hit him for sure. He went to the hospital. I I believe it was non-life-threatening. But yeah, killed her. But also, the big thing too was apparently – the cop from the charges that were filed were what was it called a i don't want to say wanton but it was like wanton um endangerment or something like that pretty much like you have to be able to when you fire you have to have line of sight of what you're shooting at so those were the charges that were brought that's where i was talking about like oh the walls got justice for for this but like it didn't so like he was shooting through like blinds and through the wall kind of just blindlessly and it happened to hit the boyfriend and her at the same time, um, which is now. But she wasn't tragic. the one who shot the cop. No, or she wasn't. Sorry, no, sorry. She was not that. He was not the one that killed her. The bullet that was that killed her. The officer got off because he basically is defending himself. So I, I thought it was only the first cop that went through. So it was like three cops in a row. One cop went through, got shot at, and then yeah. returned fire, and then that was it. There wasn't like. It wasn't like all three cops came in and well, out of the three cops. From what I see, out of the three cops, only one was charged based on that. And I, I thought, I thought he was the first one that went through. Like he was the first he was one shot, in, and, and he was the first fire. one shot. I thought it was the same. I might be wrong, but from like what I was understanding was that it was the same person who shot Brianna Taylor, shot the boyfriend, and like kind of just shot aimlessly into the walls. That's the way I was in taking it. I might be wrong. But again, I think the whole problem with this case and the court of public opinion is that it, it's caused so much like misinformation and like 
we're having this debate right now of like these are facts right like these are facts about like what happened and we can't even like determine what's actually true or not which i think is a problem in itself and kind of leads to like the idea of kind of what we talked about in our fake news episode where these journalists and new york times and, and newspapers and things like that want to just get information out that's first and not necessarily determine if it's right because i bet after after it happened there was probably rumors surrounding like oh like this happened we shot the civilian like and then someone was like yeah they went to the wrong house the wrong apartment and someone overheard it that spread oh, oh, across the precinct somehow got to one of the reporters somehow that got out he wrote a he she wrote a story about it a tagline a blog post whatever it was and then that spread across the nation like wildfire I've been in groups, I mean, rumors spread like crazy. We just did apartment maintenance for, with four people and there were six different rumors spreading about like what time we get off, how much we get paid, all this stuff. Like none of it was true. Just amongst six people, there were rumors. Can you imagine like hundreds of people filing in, like trying to get information about this case? Like, I mean, it turns, into, it turns into millions. You got to have the country split on this. Yeah, like how um, many like rumors are just false that are just getting put out there? The, the problem also with this is it's obviously coming at a time where people are originally upset about George Floyd, which I didn't know this happened before George Floyd, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, I do remember there was like traction. right before that. Yeah. Didn't get any traction though. Um, now, the reason why I think this is kind of a, a dumb racial argument is because I don't think it would have mattered if she was white. At the end of the day, if you think about it, cops are going to return fire on anyone firing at them. I think... I do agree with that. I think where it matters though is, okay, so I don't think, it's, I don't think I, it's almost impossible to prove that it's racially motivated or was racially motivated in any way, shape or form, right? I think we can both agree on that. The problem is though, is that because she was black, it's now become a racing. For whatever reason, it automatically becomes that. And I think that in itself is a problem. I don't quite understand why when something happens like that, like, white people get their houses raided into all the time for drugs. They return fire. They die. Hispanics, like it happens amongst all races in whatever community you're living in. It's sad, but true. But look at the, look but at the, why does it have to become a race thing right away? The DEA ratings on any cartel house, I'm assuming in the United States, I'm sure met with fire and they end up firing back and killing people. And then no one says anything. I think, the reason why you're going to complain about the Breonna Taylor death, I think it should be more so of how a lot of information was misguided and how they executed. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I think the case was mishandled and executed improperly. I don't yes. think the police officers themselves are responsible for the, for the death of her, meaning that you need to look at the the judge who signed off on the warrant based on whatever evidence he, he was presented, they didn't do a very good job of tracking on. They didn't do a very good job of proving that she actually had the stash house. The warrant was served, and I don't think it was served improperly. Um, I think that the boyfriend's excuse that he thought he was getting broken into by the ex-boyfriend who was the drug dealer is kind of bogus because I don't really care who, who's breaking into your house you need to have line of sight on who's breaking in. And when three guys bust in that look like cops, maybe don't shoot at them. Yeah. Um, also, now, was I'm, this we firearm, sorry, was this firearm illegal? Has that ever no, come out? It was legal. Uh, it was a legal firearm. 
is in his name. Gotcha. And I don't think he's being charged anymore either because they're finding it as kind of a self-defense type self-defense thing. situation. But I don't know if that's because of the national outrage. Um, yeah. I, I just don't see the scenario where you can sit there and say, I don't care that the cops were shot out. They shouldn't have fired back. And when you, sh- when you hit a cop, you're automatically, when, when a guy's yelling man down and he's bleeding, you're going to return fire. You're not going to just ignore what happened. Yeah. You're then in a combat situation. It's you're in a survival survi- situation. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. I, Again, you brought up the key point of like, if you want to debate something, we should debate whether or not the warrant was served properly, whether or not enough investigation was served to issue the warrant, whether or not them going there was justified, things like that. I think that's debatable. But to debate whether or not it's racially motivated that they broke into the house and it's racially motivated that they shot Breonna Taylor and that it's all racially motivated and all the cops there are racist. So therefore, all cops are racist. is not a lot. It's not a logical argument. I don't think it's one that you can have. You can't have that argument because it doesn't make any sense. I also um, want to point out that it's not clear cut like the George Floyd case. We, you see the abuse of power yeah. in the George Floyd case. You saw that the excessive force led to his death, and it's kind of a slam dunk case. The cop was arrested, and so were the other cops, and they'll be tried and probably go to jail. It's not fair to be the DEA agent who was issued the warrant to execute it for him. He was doing his job at the end of the day, he was doing his job. He went into a situation where he was in a life or death situation, getting shot at by an unknown suspect and they returned fire and ended up killing his girlfriend. Now I want to point out Brown Taylor was not in bed sleeping peacefully and all this. Now I'm not saying she was shooting the gun or anything. My point is, is that she was awake. She was vigilant. She was next to her boyfriend. He fired at the police and, the, and stray rounds ended up hitting her. It's not like they went inside and just ended up shooting these people for no reason. It was a bang, bang situation. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is when you're in a life or death situation, you don't have time to always think out, well, I wonder why this guy's shooting at me. Instead, you're thinking, we, just, we have a warrant for a drug possible den or money laundering situation. We're going to go in and they could be armed. Well, guess what? Knock down the door, start getting shot at. You're assuming, okay, these guys, these guys don't want us here, so you shoot back. Yeah, you get that adrenaline rush, and you get that tunnel vision, too. I'm sure it was dark out. Wasn't it, like, in the middle of the night when they did this? Like, yeah, it was a nighttime. It's it was dark. 12, 35 or something in the morning or something. You can't like see. Like, you're just going to – instincts kick in, kick in. You're just going to try to survive. And the other side of the aisle is, is that if they, if they execute the warrant properly, he may have th- not have thought he was getting broken into, and he wouldn't have fired back. I think the biggest issue with this case is that it was, it's just messy. It's just a really messy case. First thing that came out was that it was a no-knock warrant, which yes. I think a no-knock warrant in itself didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't this lead to new laws that were written into place to like kind of get rid of a no-knock warrant? Yeah, Rand, Rand Paul actually, I'm pretty sure, brought it to, this, to the floor and trying to get rid of no-knock warrants. Now, according to the Kentucky AG, he said- well, it was, it, was, it was signed as a no-knock warrant. Now, according to the evidence presented, they still actually knocked and, and announced themselves according to the witness. So even though it was technically a no-knock warrant, they didn't just bust down the door and didn't say anything. According to the witness, they knocked, announced themselves, no response, knocked down the door and gunshot. Gunshots were fired. I so, have, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but you're kind of talking about 
the the entry and like the witness and stuff a thing or not a, a story and rumor that I, I did see was like where did this witness come from so i kind of understand understand that so <clears throat> you see all these like cases and stuff like that and we've watched like crime shows and things and like there's the eyewitness or like the one witness is going to make or break this case and they make a big it seems like it if this i if this witness isn't there then the case correct me like agree or disagree with me but this case kind of goes nowhere right if there's witness isn't there then they're kind of they're kind of fucked right i don't think so i think think because well if you think about it this way if the witness wasn't there and it was a no-knock warrant and they just busted on the door they still technically did their jobs so they still technically executed the warrant that was signed by the judge and was obviously told by them by their higher-ups to do so i still wouldn't have charged the cops because at the end of the day, whoever made them execute the warrant is responsible for the outcome. And if it's the police chief or the DEA sergeant or whoever it is that sent those cops in there, it was his responsibility to do the homework. And I don't even want to blame him necessarily. I just think it was just a really messed up situation from the standpoint that they busted down the door. Uh, whether If you want to be on the boyfriend's side and say he was getting broken into, fine. Fires back, hits a cop, and they fire back. It's almost like you can sit on both sides of the fence and say, well, I understand why the boyfriend shot. He thought he was getting broken into. Yeah. I also understand why the cop shot back because they were getting the shot. At. Yeah. So it's kind of a bang, bang thing. And the most unfortunate thing out of this is that she was cr- caught in the crossfire and died. Now there are such things in, in the world as just unforeseen tragedies. And I think this is kind of one of them. I, I would agree. So I guess that kind of answers my, like another question I had of like, obviously everyone thinks that this is murder. They're like, arrest the murderers of Breonna Taylor. This is murder. How is it not murder? And you know it better than I do. You know the, I mean, you know the legal system and you've read more about it than I have. But from my understanding of murder, there has to be probable cause. There has to be motive behind murder. If it's well, not- intent. You're looking for intent. Yep, intent all of that in order to make it murder. In this situation, there was no intent to go in and kill Brianna Taylor. Like you just said, it was very unfortunate, but they had no reason to go in there and kill her. They probably had no reason to go in there and open fire until the boyfriend fired on, upon them. So to say that they went in with an intent to murder is inconceivable. I don't see how you can even make, like, bring that into a, a logical argument. And that's where it comes down to that you mob justice isn't justice is I'm quoting what the AG said. And it's true. Imagine if you're the, the cops put yourselves in their shoes. And yes, I know people are going to say, well, put yourselves in the other shoes, but for this argument, put yourself in the cop's shoes. You're out on a raid. You bust down a door. Your partner's shot next to you. You're getting shot at. You're going to return fire. Yeah. There's no chance. Anybody in that situation would have returned fire. I don't care who you are. The fact for you to say, well, they should have known she was, she was in there and unarmed is BS. Now, if they busted down the door and shot her and there's no gun or anything, we'd have a problem. And they'd have to prove, they would have to prove that she wasn't either trying to reach for something or she wasn't trying to grab any kind of weapon or anything. They'd have to prove and be a lot harder, easier to charge them for murder. But I think the case is kind of shut once the boyfriend starts shooting back. Yeah. It definitely makes it hard to bring charges like murder upon them. I mean, I mean, you mentioned the George Floyd case. Even that is, you said it was open and shut. 
it, even with that, I think that's debatable on how open and shut it is. But yeah, I do have, the idea of bringing murder in, against these police officers for, regardless of how you want to look at it, for doing their jobs is it's it's disheartening. Um, and I think it leads to a lot more problems than obviously we've seen them kind of these last like three, four, five months, the problems that have occurred from it. Um, the other thing that people need to consider is that they're, they're mad at, at kind of the injustice that was served or however you want to play it. The law can only be interpreted as the law is written, meaning that yeah. the cops can only be charged with things that are within the grounds of the law. And you can't make up things saying, well, they should have known this, that that's not part of the law. When you charge somebody with murder or intent for murder or murder one or how, whatever murder charge you want to give them, you have to, they have to be within the realm of the law. And what these cops did was not there. It was not illegal what they did. And that is where the justice has to come through. You can't wrongfully convict somebody or put an innocent man in jail for doing his job just because you think it's the right thing to do. And that goes back to the moral, the uh, moral behind mob justice isn't justice. Just because people are outraged doesn't mean that it was illegal. I'm sorry it happened. It's an unfortunate accident is what it comes down to. And you want to get cynical with it, I, you could sit here and say that she shouldn't have been in the position with her ex-boyfriend, which led down the road of situations. I'm not saying that's anywhere justified. I'm not trying to get into that, that argument at all. My point is, is this case by itself was a bang-bang play, quote-unquote, and it led in her death. And I just think it comes down to it was a tragedy, but I, I think it was an accident on both yeah. ends. You can argue the boyfriend was trying to defend himself and still say it was an accident. No one, no one's blaming him for firing back at the police. No. Then how can you blame the cops for firing back at him? I mean, you talked about like understanding the law and stuff like that. That's the, that's the problem, right? With this mob mentality is they just don't understand it. They don't take the time. I mean, neither of us have really taken the time to like fully understand the law, but I think Not a district attorney, that's why But I think we're logical enough to understand that, the law is complex and it may look wrong, but within the law and how it's written doesn't make it necessarily wrong. And why, I just don't understand why the mob can't take the time to even like look this up, look the case up. Instead, they're getting all their facts, all their, all their facts in quotation marks from Twitter, Facebook, all these snippets of information. And they're also getting their facts from like these newspaper articles that and are obviously don't know what they're talking and celebrities. About. Yeah, we should post this on Twitter and we should tag like LeBron James and Donovan yeah. Mitchell and see if they see if anything happens. But it, it's pushing this narrative of uh, disrupt of abolish the police force and disrupt the police force. And it's it, it's they don't understand. And that's what's really annoying about it and really frustrating is they just don't understand. They're not taking the time to understand the case as a cell as a whole. Instead, they're taking the time to just complain about an unfortunate tragedy that did happen, but is out of the control of everyone else. I just think that they need to let the case play out and it kind of has. And what people don't understand is burning down Louisville right now. Like no one oh, cares about well, Louisville. But I mean like but that's the thing. Like they let it play out and like they don't even care. They're like my okay. brother in law is a ER doctor in Louisville and my mother was texting him two days ago and goes, do you hear about the cops? And he goes, I literally just worked on those two cops. 
So he was the ER vet when, or doc when they came in and he said, it looks like they're going to be okay. But so the idea is, is that the law, I think justice was served. I don't think these cops should have gone to jail. No, I don't I think it was a civil. I mean, and they went to civil court and Brianna Taylor's family got a lot of money. I'm not justifying that that's okay for losing their daughter or sister. Yeah, 12 million, what? 12 million. Yeah. But my point is, is that's where civil court comes in is because there was an injustice served and, but it wasn't, the fact that the cop killed her. The cop shouldn't have to go to jail for mistakes made by a bunch of other people. I think in a lot of these cases, I think in most of these cases, the cops shouldn't go to jail. I think a lot of them shouldn't lose their jobs. That's I don't think this cop should, should lose his job think, at all. He didn't, he was told by his, let's say, commanding officer he, that he is to execute this warrant. The three of them executed the warrant. They were faced with force and they used deadly force in return and she ended up dying. Now, Here's a question. If she didn't die, but her boyfriend died, would there still be national outrage? Mm, I mean, he was black, right? No, but that's like that. But my argument is, do you think there'd be national outrage? <laughs> Cause you're, you're shooting back at the cops. I, you know what? I bet there would be because he's black. Like the whole, again, it's what's the term like causation without causation, without probabilization or something like that. Like, nope, nope. There's no causation without correlation. I think I'm mixing it up, but you get what I'm saying. Like, just because he's black, they're going to make a case that it's that it's racially motivated. I think motivated. right now it's easy. That's exactly target. what would happen. I think it's easy target right now because of what's going on. That doesn't mean that. Now this happened before George Floyd, so that's why I'm arguing that if he ended up dying and she didn't, would it still be an issue? Because the reason why this is, I think the reason why this is a case is because she was innocent from the standpoint that she didn't have a gun, she wasn't really involved anymore with with whatever dr- drug activity was going on, and she died while the boyfriend lived and he was shooting at the cops. I would argue that, I just think it's an unfortunate situation. Yes. I don't think there should be national outrage over this though. And the reason why mm-hmm. I say that, everyone's gonna be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Like she, an innocent lady died. She did. And I'm sorry she died. But it, there's accidents that happen in the world that just a- end up happening. People get hit by buses, stuff like that. I'm not saying like this is that rare, but at the end of the day, the cops didn't do anything wrong. If you want to get mad at the system, that's fine, but you can't get mad at these cops. And I'm glad justice was served from the standpoint that these cops weren't sacrificed as like a sacrificial lamb just for the movement and their lives would have been ruined for no reason. Good way to wrap this up. You're talking about the mob mentality. And again, going back to what the, the AG's comments were about the mob mentality isn't, what is it, isn't law. No, mob mentality isn't justice. Mob mentality isn't justice. We'll catch you next week, hopefully with a headline episode. If not, stay tuned for what we're going to be talking about. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, guys.